Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Uh, remember, you can find our show on iTunes, Spotify. Of course, you can just go stream it and download it at SwordChomp.com. Easy way to do it if you don't want to do it that way. Nearly every major podcast outlet. Um, head on over. Give us a five-star rating kindly. It would mean a lot to us. Um, subscribe. Helps us get the ChompCast name out there. Uh, also, if you're feeling frisky, you can go to Patreon.com slash SwordChomp. Bunch of uh, fun tiers there to support us. Um, complete with all sorts of goodies. So, patreon.com slash swordchomp. Goodies, I say. We are celebrating our favorite gaming romances today in honor of Valentine's Day. Um, that's right, with help from our at swordchomp Instagram community. Um, we're going to talk about the unique ways that games handle romances and sex and, and everything in between. Uh, and the polls this week... Um, where you vote on, and we talk about those topical posts on the show. Keep the theme as well, as our listeners vote on topics such as Best Daddy, Kratos, or Joel. Um, Are you okay with your significant other watching porn? That creepy inside sex toy and bringing food into the bedroom. All that and more. Um, But as mentioned, there's a special Valentine's-themed show today. It's a little bit shorter so we can spend some time with our loved ones, or in Rich's case, as we get to some intros here, Rich from New York, uh, he has more time to see Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, uh, please don't discuss my private business on the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's private business? I thought you wanted no, the world to know. You're... I, no, I, loud and proud. Loud um, and proud. <laughs> fun story, uh, before we got here, I was on the phone with my mother earlier. And she told me that my dad texted her earlier and asked her if she wanted to go see Sonic. And she couldn't tell if he was joking. Ooh. That's what every 30-year anniversary relationship needs, is to see Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, no. Apparently, I mean, just really the spark it up. 30th anniversary is the Sonic anniversary, I, I'm i pretty sure. I thought it was the Knuckles anniversary. Uh. It was the Ann Knuckles anniversary. Hmm. Ooh. You know, I just about made a sexual Knuckles reference, but then I realized that was your mother and father, and I stopped myself. Yeah, I was, I was going down line, that road, too. Which is probably and you, you don't want Rich to know you yeah. used your Knuckles for that. Uh, well see that's just a misconception because you don't like you don't go with you're not punching them you don't go in like that <laughs> you know rich that's what i should have done earlier we're gonna we'll get you a shirt it just has sonic's face and this is loud and proud okay and um or it's a knuckles really, deep uh, all no. i gotta do is like what is the implication here that's all i would think looking at that t-shirt yes yeah loud yeah what is the, that's that's what we want though we don't want them to know the implication earlier when i wanted you and josh to fight i should have just i should have just brought up sonic that's what i should have done so you admit that you were trying to start something <laughs> look <laughs> sonic is always good for a nice verbal sparring um so anyways maybe we can check in on that with you next week and for all the dates i got taken to the sonic hedgehog movie uh this friday um my condolences um from Japan, the one and only Professor Layton is here. Uh, Shay, Shay, actually, it, we're recording a chomping after the dark, uh, chomping after dark episode. After this, um, Rich and Shay are, and he is a controversially positive. Uh, no, sorry, controversial. Someone's yelling at me for saying that incorrectly. A controversial opinion on cats. No, that's positive. No, you've you've overcorrected here. Oh fuck! God damn it. Um, okay. Controversial. Roll it back. 
That Grammarly $30 tier is starting to look a lot more appealing right now. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I did see cats. I would, like I told um, the uh, the Discord community for the patrons earlier this week, I surprisingly didn't hate it. I actually kind of liked it. And so Rich and I are going to talk about that today after uh, the Chompcast episode. So it's going to be pretty fun. I'm excited, Rich. Because I have a feeling yeah. we're going to be on very, very different ends of the spectrum in a lot of things. Listen, I was I was in a certain fugue state when I saw that film. I still can't be sure that it actually happened. Um, as far as I know, that movie only... It was a dream I had. Mm. Yeah, well, dude, like, that's how... But that yeah. one guy who looked like me really liked it. <laughs> and what was Ivers <laughs> Elba doing there? <laughs> Well, you know what? Like, I really want to go in, but we'll, we'll save it. But what, here's what I will say. I went to the convenience store right down the street from my apartment, and I was buying some snacks to bring into the movie theater. And I sat there for a good minute just staring at the alcohol, and I was like, do I want to see this movie sober? And I, I, literally, I literally was just sitting there, and it was probably the most difficult decision I made that day. I literally just stared at all the alcohol, and I was like, do I want to see this movie sober? And I did see that was your mistake. I mean, like <laughs> I, I went to the Alamo draft house, so they were serving me alcohol and I pre-gamed. Wow. No, but he ah, liked it. So... He liked it, Rich. So he's going to have a he's going to have a hot take on. So if you want to hear why Shay liked cats, you should sign up for one of our patron tiers um, because uh, that's where the good shit's at. Just teasing you right here. Uh, man, they're gonna our page, our patrons are gonna have fun with that one. Um, but you know what? Hey, if you got a controversial, uh, controversial pin, you gotta stick to it. Um. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, Hakuna Matata, if you're listening, this is all your fault. <laughs> I love you. Uh, Joshua Fowler is here from Michigan. Um, the one and only Jimmy Rustler will not be going to see Sonic Tank. Josh, I ordered your trophy. Ooh. For the Pokemon tournament, and it arrived. So it is now sitting in my house. I'm sure you saw a picture of that already. Mm-hmm. Uh, it You're came right. out good. I was surprised you didn't say anything about it saying the poke, the poke bowl instead of the poke bowl because the P wasn't capitalized. So it says the poke bowl. So I imagine, <laughs> I imagine like they're drawing this and they're like, what the fuck is the poke bowl? Like some super sexual <laughs> cult or something. Yeah, yeah that's no, I'm, just, I'm a, a really big fan of uh, bowls of tuna, just oh, okay. raw tuna, <laughs> cut up and lightly, <laughs> lightly covered with the with uh, with soy sauce. A, well, they actually nice let you um, ponzu. They let you put a picture on there. They engrave a symbol. So uh, if there was any confusion, the the Pokeball uh, engraved on there probably helped, which is pretty cool. You could like give them like any sort of JPEG and they could etch it in there. I could give them the Sword Chomp logo and they could etch that right into a trophy if I wanted to. So also shout out uh, to one of our new followers uh, and friends, um, Drop Art Fletch, who uh, is making an incredible like steel trophy, chiseling that thing for our potential next tournament. Um, after the Isles of Steel, or what is it called? Isles of Armor or Isle, something? Isle of Armor. Yeah. So, that's right. pretty incredible. That's just, like, just the stuff that people do just out of, you know, just, hey, enjoy what you guys do, and I 
was inspired to make this thing uh, is is incredible. So, um, so Josh, I will send that to you as soon as I can. Do it without my wife noticing, because I don't think <laughs> she's not supposed to know that I, I spent any money on a trophy. So it's top secret. Mm-hmm. She asked me, I have to tell her, but she hasn't asked me yet. So, yeah, that's how that works. A live omission is still a lie, Morgan. Well, th- luckily she's not a fan of the Chompcast. Well, even luckier, Morgan didn't win. Otherwise, it would have been sitting around his house the whole time, and that would well, have been a problem. <laughs> yeah, just, his daughter would know, pick it up. Got what is the poke ball, Dad? Can you explain to <laughs> me what the poke ball is? <laughs> when you're older, when you're older. So me and three of my male friends get together. <laughs> <laughs> really inspired that Limbiscuit thing. Really took off. I was using um, my stab moves. I was using my stab moves on my friends. I don't understand. Well, that was great, because right after that tournament, Josh just jumped into the chat the next day, and he was just, typical Josh fashion was like, I didn't even get to use my Al Creamy. And I was just mm-hmm. telling my wife about that. She's like, don't tell me there's a Pokemon called Al Creamy. I'm like, oh, well, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, this is Morgan from Montana, of course, uh, General Mountain Time. And um, yeah, so uh, we're going to go into basically the romances as the topic of the show that have impacted us and our... Listeners, followers, I have a lot of incredible comments I'm going to read and splice into the show. A lot of really good stuff. A lot of new people chime in in this week. Um, But I was going to start off with this, and I'm sure that I will butcher it, uh, but who knows? Um, All those years ago, Tim had left the princess behind. He had kissed her on the neck, picked up his travel bag, and walked out the door. He regrets this to a degree. Now he's journeying to find her again to show he knows how sad it was, but also to tell her how it was good. For a long time, he thought they had been cultivating the perfect relationship. He had been fiercely protective, reversing all of his mistakes so they would not touch her. Likewise, keeping a tight rein on her own mistakes, she always pleased him. But to be fully couched within the comfort of a friend is a mode of existence with severe implications. To please you perfectly, she must understand you perfectly. Thus, you cannot defy her expectations or escape her reach. Her benevolence has circumscribed you. Its achievements will not reach beyond the map that she has drawn. Tim needed to be non-manipulable. He needed a hope of transcendence. He needed sometimes to be immune to the princess's caring touch. Off in the distance, Tim saw a castle where the flags flutter even when the wind has expired. And the bread in the kitchen is always warm. A little bit of magic. That is from Braid, um, which was one of the two selections that I was going to talk about that I thought handled romances very interesting, in an interesting way. Uh, Braid, fuck, what was Braid? 2015? Hold on. Braid, no, 2011. It was a long time ago. 2011, mm-hmm. 2010? Jesus Christ. It's 2008. 2008? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Is Are you serious? Good God. Yeah, you're right. August 6, 2008. Holy shit. Um, Jonathan Blow, legendary designer of The Witness and Braid. That was uh, that was actually my first joke I wrote for Rich for the show that I ended up scrapping. That, you know, you were... Because, you know, in Braid, you spend the whole time chasing. You think you're chasing the print. Did you ever play Braid, Rich? Yes, I, should I, played, ask I, played, I played Braid. Okay, okay. Everyone's played Braid, right? Anybody who cares about games has played Braid, am I right? Tons of people listening that to this seems now pretty, Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's fair. Morgan's opinions do not reflect mine or anyone else's. Yeah, we here at the Chomcast do affi- not they rarely, re- yeah. any video games. Yeah. Or I video will say game this. players. 
That His opinions said, rarely reflect opinions. That being said, Braid's pretty good. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. That being said, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's not what I said. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> at some point, I got out a beer to bring up here, and it's not by me. So apparently, I've failed, and there's a beer sitting out of my fridge somewhere. Welcome to my In world. another room. That, uh, <laughs> my coffee made it in here with me, but uh, that's it. It's okay, Josh. You don't have time to get drunk anyway. Mm-hmm. Short or short. Um, thank you, thank you for that though. Uh, uh, just puzzle. I've I've been there before. It's a horrible feeling. It's an empty feeling. Punched in the gut. Um. Anyways, yes. Yeah, so Braid was an interesting game because uh, if it was a puzzle game back out in two thousand eight, obviously as we mentioned, but the way it handled romance was fascinating because you're chasing this. It, it feels like you're chasing after this uh, woman the whole game, and in the final level you sort of find out in sort of like the, the joking Mario Princess Peach reference that he was alluding to in a lot of the writing that I was reading there from the game. Uh, you think you're chasing her or pursuing her in a passion or caring way to some degree. You find out in the last level of the game, spoilers, that it appears to be that she's actually running away from you. Um, and you are maybe... You, it's open to interpretation like a lot of art is. Like he's... Jonathan Blow's come out and said he's not going to tell people what it means, you know. But... The general implication, at least for me, was that what I connected with was the idea of, um, you know, you're driving towards someone and you're actually pushing them away, which I thought was interesting uh, in the context of the game. So, um, and from a gameplay perspective, they handled it in a really unique, really unique way, like how it talks about like rewinding your choices. Um, that was handled with the puzzles. You're actually physically rewinding time and whatnot. So it did a lot of interesting things to get that message across, and uh, it was written really well. So, Braid is one that I I always remember for being different, not being your prototypical um, romance. Josh, are you still hunting for your beer? You're really throwing me off over there. I'm just, I'm like, I know I brought it up here, but it's not anywhere. Yeah, it's it's not. I, it's gone. My my beer has abandoned me. Okay, all right. I'm sorry right, that what? happened to you. Mm. This or really I abandoned my beer. About... It really depends on how you look at it. It's open to interpretation, yeah. but the designers won't tell us mm-hmm. what it no. means. Yes. Um, this really is a podcast about love and loss. Mm-hmm. It, really it might is. be that like you're searching for your Michelob light, Josh, and <laughs> actually just driving it away. You're just driving it away. That <laughs> into the arms of another. A Michelob light, Josh? Is that what you're drinking? Into the that arms was, of a middle aged. That man. was hurtful. That was hurtful. That was to insulting. The arms yeah. of a boomer. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, no commentary on Braid. All right. Moving on. Um, I so no one has anything to say about Braid, huh? Okay. Right, I, I, it's so long ago. I, I hardly remember Braid. I remember it, liking it. Yeah. Like there's it was 2008. Hey. Again, like because it is left so open, and it, like it's it's fairly fairly obvious that the 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 idea behind it is a lack of communication in there. Just the whole the, the whole idea of worrying about a perfect relationship and trying to make that instead of you know actually just talking to each other seems to be you know it, obviously it doesn't work. It doesn't it's, work, and that it's it, it it hits on that really well. So two I, people I think it, being on totally different pages. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's what you guys took. I took something completely different. I took it as he was building 
um like he was building the atom bomb during that time i mean that's kind of what this that whole game was about and i took it as his significant other whatever she was to him wife or girlfriend or whatever was not accepting of that and because she thought you know like it would lead to like destruction and so she was trying to run away from him um but like he was trying to you know basically bring her back and be like look that's not what i'm building this for and it was too late and she drove him into or he drove her away basically and the guy that seems like is the antagonist throughout the game is actually trying to rescue her and keep her safe i mean that's that's what i took from it. so it's interesting that we all took something vastly vastly different yeah i never heard the a-bomb thing before that's the first time i ever heard that uh is that just like a theory about is there like clues about that hidden in the game or where does yeah there are clues about there are clues about it hidden in the game like he's a scientist Interesting. Um, I yeah, I I always just got that he was like his work was maybe getting in the way he was like overly passionate about, it, but I didn't. Yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. Uh, and uh, yeah, just the other one for me was just um, I put it up on the Instagram today. It was uh, uh Drake and Elena from Uncharted. Uh, I think that's definitely my my favorite traditional romance ever. But it's mostly done through the cutscenes and how much they've evolved since The Last of Us. Couple comments here. Uh. Muhammad underscore uh, underscore Mir said Nathan and Elaine from Uncharted and uh, Damned Gambit also said Elena and Nathan from Uncharted. Uh, Uncharted 4 was the one that really hit with me, 3 and 4, but there was that scene I put up on the Instagram. And I'm sure you guys are familiar with the legendary Crash Bandicoot scene, but just mm-hmm. in general, like watching it again last night, I was just really impressed by... I mean, obviously the, mo- the fa- motion capture and the facial capture and the acting is all incredible, but... Like, there's these little things about those characters. Like, he, she's telling him this story about her work, and he's trying to pay attention to her, but he sees this picture on the wall, and his mind starts drifting off. And and she kind of, like, jokingly gets upset with him, but he's, it's, like, a serious thing. And, like, it's just something that I think most of us can relate to. Like, all the time, my wife's trying to talk to me, and I'll be, like, spacing out or thinking about something. And um, they really hammered home, like, a lot of those little... Like, they learned a lot from, like, The Last of Us and Uncharted 3 and all these incredible games that Naughty Dog made. And under I think Uncharted 4 is a little bit underappreciated in that way. Ironically, not amongst us, because we all loved it, but... I think it's like like you were saying, uh, they kind of do a good job of, like, snapshotting those little moments that games don't... Tip. Games and even film a lot of the time don't really get get around to a lot. Where it's like, it's not like some huge, like, insane expression of love, but it's just... You know, moments that show two people know each other, two people who are spending time together and clearly care about each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like that the game took that time to do that because I think that's one of the best segments in all of Uncharted Four. And I I know you're comparing it, <clears throat> excuse me, to movie as kind of like a frame of reference, but I think it's a lot more difficult to do that in a movie because like you have a compact one and a half two hour tor- story to tell, so like to have that poignant of a scene. You know, like you, it's it's hard to make that organically happen. But the writing is so good in Uncharted Four that it just unfolds completely naturally, and it feels like you are truly witnessing, um, even even if it's manufactured, like like an actual loving relationship, and you're getting a window into all the um, the complexities, both positive and negative in it. And I think that's why that scene is particularly moving, and it's. Like to me, it was always less about 
necessarily it being Elena or it being Nathan Drake, but it was more about the chemistry between the two and the writing, and it made it that much more compelling. Yeah, and they're just eating dinner. They're just having like a very normal moment, and you and they Naughty Dog does a really intelligent way of letting you play that Crash Bandicoot game, and it's a it's a funny you know throwback to what they've created, but it's also like important to that scene because he's like, I'll you know let me earn it doing the dishes or what have you. So yeah, I just that it was really cool, and they learned a lot from uh, I think The Last of Us and all those games, even though Uncharted's very different. So I just I really think they do a good job from a gameplay perspective. You get to talk to her as you do missions together, but it's really about how much those cutscenes and those characters have evolved. And that one always sticks with me as being probably the most realistic romance I've ever seen um, in a way that impressed me in games. So, but Josh, what do you, what do you have? I thought my, my Inteleon and ditto mating at the Pokemon center was pretty realistic as I prepared for the Pokemon tournament. Was it realistic? I mean, how how does a ditto mate? Yeah, it transforms into a, a wet hole, and the other Pokemon does what it has to do. Well, actually, right. I imagine the ditto could turn into the other Pokemon, and then they just you know, yeah, just yeah. I, I always thought point. that was the implication. Yeah, that yeah. that's why ditto can be in any egg group because it just turns into the other Pokemon. Right. It's like mm-hmm. fucking yourself. Why, it's like rich. So you realistic. fuck a ditto. The ditto turns mm-hmm. into you. You just fuck yourself. Just allegedly, like, allegedly, allegedly, yeah, just like staring back in the mirror. Uh, but you can fuck the mirror. Uh, anyways, it just that sounds painful. <laughs> well, you don't knock until you try. Uh, Josh, what do you no, have? I'm gonna knock it. I, I think that's a that that's firmly in the pre-knockable <laughs> category. There, that's right. We know enough about right. glass to be like, I don't think we need to yeah. try that. I don't think that phrase works across the board. It's like the same mm. thing with meth. Don't knock it till you try it. Well, no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock that one. <laughs> same with knocking my dick against yeah. glass. I think I'm gonna knock that one as well. Well, mm. how about this? First of all, if you're gonna take it to this place, I'll just say this: you could lube the mirror up and slide your dick on it instead of plowing right into it, and you could technically fuck it. Be that our way. guest. Be the, be the, be the guinea pig. Be our guest. Mm. Let us know how it goes. It. Who's, who says I haven't already? None of us. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not giving you that much credit. Stand it up. Yeah, <laughs> I will lube a mirror up and I will fuck it, uh, Josh. That's a quotable. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a sliding kind of thing, not jamming it in there, guys. Come on, um, nope, don't be brutes here, uh, Josh. What do you think about um, gaming romances? What are what are some that stuck with you? No, I really, really am regretting not having that beer up here, but. Um... <laughs> There's no mirror Pokemon, is there? For Ditto turning. <laughs> you know, Michelob light cures everything, Josh. Mm. Oh, no. That's what but, my dad uh, says. <laughs> I am not a huge fan of the romances in a lot of a lot of games. Um like like the ones you mentioned, like especially Uncharted is is a standout just because it, it does it it, it it, it it shows you those little moments in in a way that lets you kind of uh, feel like you get to know their personality more than just oh it's you know just like you know two cliches who happen to be in love or something, um, yeah, which is done really well. Which is I think kind of where a lot of the other ones fail. Like a lot of other, I mean, you think about basically any Dragon Quest game, like. 
the characters are all right, but as far as like you having a relationship with them, it doesn't really feel like there's much there. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, you know, if you talk to them Couple long enough, they'll be like, trees. so you want to fuck? Yeah. Um, like Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like the the only one in Mass Effect that I was not just like, you know, completely um, disappointed with was the, uh, the Liara one, just because the, the kind of, there was an arc going with that through all three games with her kind of mm. going off and doing her own thing in the second game. And then, uh, you know, you still just kind of keep running into her, which is, you know, it was, it was interesting. It was like, okay, well, we're going to flesh out this character enough to, uh, kind of show, you know, how, how the relationship could progress. Even bummed if it's out like, by the, yeah. So you're bummed out with how that ended up evolving. The, the no, like that's romantic. that's the only one that I really liked. Like the Leo oh, I like the tally liked, one. The that tally. was actually one of my yes. picks. Was yes, I, I like the yes. arc of the tally one hmm. and how you kind of cope with dealing with being in a relationship with someone who can't even like make proper contact with the atmosphere. <laughs> Dude, yeah, uh, I love that. Like you, you do missions to where you actually like have to get supplies to basically allow her to breathe in the atmosphere for one minute just to make love with her for one minute and like it's it's preposterous and silly but it's also which is 30 affecting. seconds more than shepherd um, as well it's like you, <laughs> you're 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 willing to go around the galaxy to basically do all these things just just to you know consummate your love and i Had thought that, that was pretty moment cool. of intimacy yeah I, yeah, I, yeah. Really cool. Totally agree with you, Shay. That was actually one of the ones I wrote down, funnily enough, so I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, that was also one of mine. Hmm. Tally, really weird. I missed out on that. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Yeah, Tally was never an option for FemShep people, and, but I'm uh, I'm glad that you guys got to actually uh, enjoy that since you had to put up with, you know, default Shep for the rest of your experience of that series in order to hey. experience that. Hey. Shep? There's nothing wrong with Jet Shep. I'll tell mm. you what. No, that was... I didn't use Jet Shep, Josh. What are you talking about? Come on. I made mm. my own. <laughs> you made your own, but it was still... To be fair, I played all three of those games twice to do a, a normal Shep and a Fem Shep run. Oh, uh, okay. All right. At least at least you got to experience, That's fair. you know, the best of... I mean, there was only, only the one best world, but, but you also experienced Male Shep. So... <laughs> Well, the I would say the only the only disappointing thing about Tollies was that you didn't get to see her face, which was one of the reasons why I went with her. I was like, maybe in this yeah. intimate moment you I get to see your face. The, yeah, and she takes her mask off, and then the camera pans away, and I was like, you motherfuckers! I was so yeah. pissed at that moment. I was like, God damn you guys! But it made sense. It made <laughs> sense. Keep it mysterious. Um. Will underscore crouch underscore five four two two said <laughs> mouthful there. Uh Fem Shep and Garrus. Someone give that Tyrion boy some TLC. Tyrion. Love, Sorry. love me some Garrus. Mm-hmm. Remember, Dr. Morton advises don't ingest any Tyrion fluids. <laughs> yes. you, that, this is the second right. podcast you've brought that up on. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's more <laughs> relevant here. It's it's true, but you can find a way to work it in at any time. <laughs> You you don't want to work it in. That was that, that was the whole point, That's, Morgan. That was what he said. Oh, specific yes, about. yes, yes, yes. Yes, it's true. Right. He said not to ingest it. Uh-huh. No ingesting. Um, Dowgle said, "Commander Shepard shagging anything with a pulse." 
Yeah, that uh, he does. That's true. That that he does. <laughs> that he does. That was God. I how would the I wonder if those games would have even connected with people half as much if you couldn't have banged everyone. You know, you should that's be able to suit. do a run of Mass Effect where you could just be Austin Powers. Uh, so true Joker Um, do I make you horny baby (laughs) I don't even I wish I had memorable stories of you I don't even remember who I romanced that's how Uh empty and shallow it was it was just some hot lady I nutted and probably the reporter or Miranda or something you probably banged like the humans like the worst person yeah Yeah, you're you're the only guy the only guy who screwed the humans in Mass Effect like you probably like got with Ashley the kind of racist human lady on your ship (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, no. I actually remember this back from the SPD, SPT days. Uh, Morgan, you'd so actually hard. talked about wanting to try and um, get with the reporter. And you said, like, I remember this. I don't know why I remember this of all things. But, like, you were trying and you were like, it's, you said you had gotten up to that point And then she left. And then you researched it. And then you found out you cannot actually romance that reporter. Yeah. Yeah. She really led me on. So- you gotta so. do your homework on that hmm. before you commit. Made me feel like a creep. I was like, oh. <laughs> Typing into Google, Rich, who can I fuck on Mass Effect? <laughs> it's a great I... homework assignment. <laughs> can That's... I fuck Rex? <laughs> can I fuck the Normandy? <laughs> oh god i think i was kind of. If I could go back, I probably maybe like Samara or something. I don't know. I thought she was all right. Nihilus? Um, question mark. <laughs> oh man i that's the saddest thing about mass effect being uh irrelevant for so long now is that we don't have these incredible romance stories like we used to and mass effect andromeda is a blight upon society that we shall never speak of just I imagine if no man's sky had romance options oh You'd well yeah, and i did discover yeah. something and be the first to fuck it <laughs> look at this <laughs> Never mind. I'm not gonna take it that far. I'm not gonna take it that far, Rich. What are you trying to do here? We 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 know where it went. Um, yeah, and that's one reason why I wasn't mentioning Fire Emblem either because we've talked a lot about banging Fire Emblem characters over the past several months. I feel like we've pretty much emptied that seed. Um, what? And <laughs> emptied all the seed. The seed Let's, is didn't settled. need further elaboration. Seed. seed. It wasn't uh, one of those what's that demanded clarification. <laughs> Morgan's trying to make sure the don't the know. two people who don't speak English um, can understand him speaking slowly enough to catch what he's uh, throwing into the conversation. They're typing into Google Translate. Spread the seed. What does this mean? Mm. I, lo- I, always love the- I always love it when adults t- use the term sow their wild oats. I always find that to be a very endearing and silly way of I think it's better than sex. children using it. <laughs> well, yes, I hope, I hope so. Weird uh, kids. Unless they're really mm. just sowing their oats. So, which is, I guess, Um, Let's see. Okay, so Josh, inherently, um, you, you brought up one that connected with a lot of people. Is uh, Shay, was there one? I know you had written down Tally as well. Was there someone else that, or another instance that you wanted to mention? Yeah, um, probably one of the first romances in gaming was probably one of the most affecting ones for me, and that was Aerith from Final Fantasy VII. Um, You know, that game had come out when I was such a young kid, and, like, you're basically, like, 
this this character this this sweetheart is, is at that time that's what i thought you know like the character was it's just this genuine sweetheart was just trying to break down the walls on this emotional tough exterior character and then you know and if, if this is a spoiler at any point i'm so sorry for you but it's been way too long for it to be a spoiler but then halfway through the game like when you're starting to like when that character's starting to break down cloud's barriers little by little she dies and like it was such an affecting thing because like you have the you have the fmv going um you have the the swelling of the music all, all of it and it just was like it was super impactful and like i've talked about it multiple times on this podcast that was the first time and one of the only times in a video game i've ever cried i remember i was like seven eight years old and i'm playing this i was like what the fuck and i like start crying you know because i'm so immersed into the game and i was like damn damn you know like and it was as a kid it was you know emotionally jarring to say the least and i just i really like that dynamic that when you played that game you know, years ago for the first time that, and as a younger person, you could see like just what they were trying to go for. And I enjoyed that a lot. And I don't know, like playing it now as an adult, would it be as affecting? Probably not, you know, but you know, as a child, that was, that was the first time I encountered romance in a video game. And it was, yeah, that's how it ends. Was there there because uh, somebody had mentioned the com they had mentioned squall um, Ares and Cloud. I was trying to mention Aerith. Um, well, no, he got mad about that. They don't really romance, but there's definitely a pull between Cloud and Ares. I'm not fucking calling her Aerith. That's right, Rich. You suck it. Uh, once that long-haired fuck runs her through, all I could think of was, you have my complete undivided attention, sir. I look forward to cutting you down. That's He's going to walk around being wrong all the time? Yeah, no, we, just, <laughs> we've got big fans of bad lo- localization. Um, also, here's yeah. Shay. Yes. Did it soften the blow for you later on when you found out that... Uh, Aerith was just attracted to Cloud for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah, like that that definitely was an identity. Like, because when I was older <laughs> and I played through that again, I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense now. But you know what's actually softened the blow is there's a uh, there's a video game cafe I sometimes frequent uh, here in my city in Japan, and uh, the Wi-Fi password is Aerith dies. So every time I go to connect to the Wi-Fi, I have to punch in Aerith dies. <laughs> <laughs> to connect to the Wi-Fi, <laughs> so it's it's kind of softened the blow little by little. It's just well, that's just you're kind of you've been stigmatized. I don't know what even how to put that. Just hmm. that's horrible, but also kind of funny. You just give me a great yeah. idea for a meme, Rich. I don't have to talk about it with identity theft uh, and cloud. I'll talk to you about it later. He's an identity thief. I know. Well, it made me think of that scene from The Office where you know. Oh, okay. Actually, no, no. I I like that a lot. I immediately. <laughs> yes, whatever it is, do it, Morgan. <laughs> Wherever it is, go. Um. So, what was he saying? I'm not. It's been a long time since I. So they weren't technically romantically involved. Is that what Boo is hinting at? Um. Because identity theft is not a joke, Cloud. Um, Brandon. She, this is another thing. It's it's kind of, I mean, it's not really spoilers, but anyway, um, it has to do with the whole, ah, whatever, whatever. I'm not. I don't want to get into it. Okay. 
But yeah. I want I want to know. Come on, I want to know. What do you What do you? Sorry, I just want to no, know. Like, I, I started something, and I started getting a text message because. I feel like it's hard to talk about because a lot of people will be experiencing this game for the first time soon. Yeah, that's, I'm like I've not really? given a crap about spoilers <laughs> about this game for forever, but it's oh, like I, I'm almost starting to get back. Like maybe it's kind of a thing to get now since it's about yeah, to come out again. We're like two months away from a lot of people experiencing and mm-hmm. parts of actually it'll be one even fourth tougher. of the game, and then they can they wait five even... years for the. <laughs> They won't even see that part of the story yet. <laughs> they might, dude, if the first, yeah, the first chapter won't even get that far, will it? It's it all takes place in Midgar. Oh God, that's I'm, now I'm irritated again. All right, I'm uh, not, but, I love the idea. Yeah, well, they can do no wrong in your eyes. You can just no, they could totally do wrong. I actually, this is something I wanted them to do uh, from the moment they announced it was going to be split up, and I was like, I really hope the first part's all Midgar. They're like, they're pleasing me. They're doing the thing I wanted. All right. I think that's a smart thing to do. I mean, like, because Midgar... I think like, you can tell a lot you, more story there. Yeah, and, like, when you go mm-hmm. through it, like, the in the old game, like, Midgar is so cool, and it feels like you barely scratch the surface on what could be happening in that city. Like, the, it just feels like you go to, like, very, very localized sections, and it's like, I'm you go missing really out quick. on, like, so much other story that could yeah. be told in here. It, it, it also, I think it behooves them to give you more time with avalanche like characters like big wedge and jesse and sort of establish what that group is and what they stand for and just do more there Mm -hmm. right absolutely yeah couldn't agree with you more we shall see uh fletch i mentioned him earlier when we're good friends and morgan from dragon age um yeah she was rare miranda from mass effect 2 yeah fletch there we go we were fucking the boring humans. Everybody else fucking white people, right? <laughs> uh, Shitty Real said Chloe Price and Rachel Amber in Life is Strange before the storm. They sure. were there. Yeah. That's one that um, I didn't play the game, but. Uh, I didn't play the prequel either, but I could see that being total, totally being an interesting one just based off what I know about the characters. Yeah, from, from, the, from the first game. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 game, the whole um, friendship turning into romance Shout thing between the two main ahead. characters, and not not the prequel, but in um, also it sounds like the prequel. I haven't played that myself, but in in the in the first game, um, is is really cool. It's really good because it's um, done really well, and that's mm-hmm. that's tough territory to tread. I feel like, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's it's handled surprisingly well. Yeah, yeah, because it's not treated as this thing like, oh, they were always in love, and you know, they it grew did... into it. Yeah, yeah, and they that's that's not something that's shown a lot. It's always some variety of love at first sight or something along those Which lines. Which is not a realistic take in in mm. any point. Like most lasting relationships start off as friendships. Yeah, yeah, and I thought they did a good job. Um, if if you go that route. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they do a good job either way, but like, kind of, you know, you have a choice at the end. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, really good. Shout out to our good friend Chris Vele, rocking the hot sword chomp merchandise this week. Because uh, you can go to redbubble dot com. I'm sorry, uh, slash people slash sword chomp, and 
Yeah, he actually left a comment. Romancing Alistair from right. Dragon Age yeah. Origins was really my first true love. Man, it's been so long. I don't even remember Alistair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember Alistair. I totally do. Yeah, he was a pretty cool character. Man, Dragon Age... Or, I feel like Dragon Age was one of those weird series that was huge, and now it's just like, what happened to it? And do people even trust that they can yeah. fucking do anything yeah. with it? Cause Mass yeah, the last one a shit storm, had you know? so many good... So. so many things going for it, but... It, yeah. Um, way to trivialize first contact. Like, I, God, that should have been way more impactful. But it was well, like, nah, we got this tech. We figured it out. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I had less problems with that than that they made the world huge with nothing to do in it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I was enjoying the story bits. And then all of a sudden, here, go, go do eight marathons and well, yeah, get back to us. your role, but even still, like, I thought the to- stories they were telling weren't nearly as interesting as stories they had told in the past. Like, even the bits of story I was getting possible. were, yeah. a lot of the times, not enough to latch me on. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it was, even if you fixed yeah, all the technical yeah. issues with this game, it's still not enough for me. Yeah, I felt the same they way. They did a whole lot more, like, national-level type intrigue stuff like, and less when about... Did, same thing with Mass Effect, like... Anyway, it was... Which, which I, I don't know. I guess different. I just... I'm so far yeah. removed from it now, but I guess bits of that even I just felt weren't handled less personal that human, great. Or not human. Yeah, probably... Probably. It's been forever since I've played The first that contact thing is the part that stuck with me the most, I think, because I'm like, what an interesting idea. We're meeting a new species for the first time. And then it's like, hey, what's going on? I'm Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there was a lot. And I think as we transition from the topic here, the one thing I was thinking about was just, oh, no, well, this is a really good one. This is the last one. Um. Commander, hold on, I don't want to fuck up the name. Sorry, Revan Rock, Revan Rock and Roll tried to throw me There's off. There's three guys. All the strippers that. Um, what's the guy from GTA Five? Was <laughs> uh, Michael and all the strippers in GTA Five? Uh, GTA Five is. Uh, don't even get me started on that. Um. Oh my God, this is a really good one. Somebody, Kid Fandango had a oh, really, yes. really heartfelt uh, plea for Gladys. Um, it's such a subtle thing. I can't say. You like that one? Um, it's such a subtle thing. I can't say it's definitively romantic, but is this infatuation with the man she barely recalls little by little as the subplot progresses you, or at least I, interpret a love for him through admiration, and as you go along listening to his tapes and hearing GLaDOS responses, it turns from love to confusion, ultimately ending in a heartbreaking realization that she is not, um, if not, is Caroline has at least parts of her. And GLaDOS, someone who values very little in human life, is betrayed by a man she was becoming smitten with inadvertently um and basically had a metaphor for in the digital age he felt like it paid respect uh in a few ways to how people can fall in love online I mean, that without whole script never is just so good it's that thing that we play it with really is now, the, so. the the script in portal 2 the all of portal 2 like so i feel good. like it didn't get enough i don't know i'm like obviously there was hype coming into it because the first one was so well loved but i don't feel like a lot of people really that high on it after they played it. I don't know why. It's Portal Two is still a game. I agreed. Agreed. The game it's because the great. game. The it's the game the story was great. was great. The, the only thing it was I like the level the design game. was slightly weaker. Um, I'd say it felt maybe like it felt a little less novel. 
it was well they gave you way more open spaces so mm. if you're dumb like morgan whoa, you'll get whoa, stuck whoa, and whoa, there's whoa, no whoa. no dumb shortage like of wrong things to try I'm, because I, apologize. I got fucking was... bored and i didn't like playing that game either so okay you're gonna you're gonna throw him under the bus you gotta throw me under the bus too to be fair god i i was i i try and replay that is, game every now and again it's so I, good i knew I knew if I just left it there, uh, yeah, you'd dive I'm sure under that after. was intentional, Josh. I'm sure that was intentional. <laughs> Clearly, what you're going for. No, the script is good, and I agree. I agree that like the whole aspect of like <clears throat> what Morgan's talking about with like lo- like f- kind of having a an interest in someone that you've never kind of really met, quote unquote. And like, I think the last one for me, and I just want to throw this in here because I know Morgan wants to wrap this up. I really liked the whole love interest thing in Fable 3. I was not a big fan of Fable 3, but I loved how you could, like, marry your online friends, essentially. And I thought that was a really, really cool way of uh, involving people in multiplayer. Because then, like, you would, like, message one of your friends and you'd be like, hey, you want to get married in Fable 3? And then, like, you guys would, like, kind of cultivate this online fake sim relationship. And it was was cute at the time. And it's something that, like, as far as I know, few other games have kind of replicated that. So, yeah, it just, like, anything. And Portal's more about, like, the writing, which the... I will admit, like, even though I didn't like the gameplay in Portal 2, the writing is fucking fantastic in that game. So I could completely understand and agree with that. Yeah, exactly. And just for clarity, it's not that I think it's bad. It's just, like, I was never into the whole room after room after room of puzzle, puzzle, puzzle. I love that so much. Oh, God. It's like like a nightmare I don't understand how you're—this is not also a a Portal complaint, but somehow— the room after room of puzzle thing just uh, cropped up in the second one. I didn't. I didn't. I'd play the first portal. My other romance okay. was I guess you and the uh, and the waiting companion cube. <laughs> I avoided first, the first portal like a plague. I just. I just think those things are boring. But I thought the story was was really interesting, which frustrated me. Um, and this Shay will appreciate this one. This was the real last one before I ran into that guy's passion plea for. I uh, somebody brought up Nicole and. Um, Oh, and Isaac. Isaac from Dead Space, which I was like, oh, hmm. I totally forgot. Do we bring up that? Do we bring up that spoiler? Commander Commander Range, that's who brought it up. And that was crazy because he was chasing basically weird. the ghost of his well dead wife. Or... That's one of my right. favorite things ever is the, the chapter reveal when you beat the game. Oh, mm-hmm. at the very end of the first Dead Space? Yeah, yeah. The, the, yes. the chapter titles, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> that feels like spo- I don't know. I just, did we spoil for- I just forgot. Yeah, spoil it. Go ahead. Go ahead. It did- yeah. If you take if you take the first letter of every chapter in that game, and they spell it spells out Nicole is dead. Uh, right. Well, that right, I thought that right, was- right, and it's it's a weird choice because like I feel like when like I had proposed this topic to you guys last week that I was thinking about like romances that like you really enjoyed and you wanted to like invest yourself in and like dead space the the romance more comes from like or it's like it's the catalyst to the story it's not like a romance you actually you know invest yourself in so it's an interesting and weird choice i don't think it's a bad choice 
um because like that that this whole topic is subjective but just it's interesting i i don't know if i would have ever brought that one up but yeah certainly it is it's a very very interesting catalyst um it, it, it's to what you happens think about in that though. Game. like i didn't want to bring it up but i definitely thought about it because i guess what you're saying shay like a catalyst the whole reason for that game is the whole reason isaac is willing to brave this shit is to exactly. save his wife so exactly it, yeah it's mm-hmm. like the entire pull of the game. If you think, well, and, and for us, it's you know not necessarily the same because we're playing the game as the player. We're interested in the world, but we're also like, what the hell's going on with this guy? That's I your goal. Know. That's your goal. Yeah. It's find Nicole, right? And I mean, if if that's the case, you could say the same thing about Hellblade as well, then, because Senua is obviously yeah. trying to, you know, rescue her beloved and so i mean it's kind of a similar storyline obviously the uh setting is vastly vastly different but yeah is it (laughs) well that and they kind of they give away what's going on from the beginning a little bit more with you know carrying around your lover's skull in a a bag on your hip for the whole game so uh, that's where i keep mine mm -hmm. right but i mean like the, the end result is the same she's trying to rescue him like yeah Isaac is trying to rescue her. So, but yes, yeah. yes, one is carrying the head of their beloved around. The other is severing heads to get to their beloved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that's an interesting answer as a good wrap up here because mostly it's legs. How how games are going to use our medium? We didn't really get into the philosophical nature of it, but um, the idea that what video games do in a unique way that can bring us in um, compared to other mediums, like. You know, what is it about being the interactive nature of video games that can make a romance really compelling? Um, and we didn't dig into it, but there was examples in everything we brought up. Mm-hmm. Rewinding time in Braid, um, having conversations with, like, the Tally thing, going on a journey with her, and uh, and to get that one minute of, you know, love time or what have you, <laughs> love time. Um, yeah. And then it's, as, like, a pulling device in Dead Space to pull you along, so there's mechanical reasons as well. i think that would be i think that'd be a really good conversation for another day to be honest with you because yeah we could go so much further into this topic yeah more so plot devices yeah there's just so many unique things about our medium so um maybe they will say that for next valentine's day who knows they'll you be, think I'm they'll be, be alive then <laughs> I, I don't know um i hope so rich i really do <laughs> Um, so anyways, I want to thank everyone who left a comment. I'll tag you. I'll try to tag you whenever the show goes up. Uh, a lot of great responses to just kind of get us sort of thinking about, uh, romances and everything that goes on in, in games. It's fun. It's fun stuff. Cyberpunk and The Last of Us will be interesting because Cyberpunk is going to have more of the dating aspect. And then The Last of Us is going to push that relationship um, I think The Last of Us 2 will, could have be one of the better romances ever, potentially, from what they've hinted at in the, the mm-hmm. trailers. So, we'll see. Totally. Mm-hmm. We shall see. If you Now, again, we're getting to the polls now as we get to the back half of the show. If you'd like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. We have a Fire Emblem spoiler show that just uh, came out in time for the Fire Emblem DLC that just launched this week. Um the Ashen Wolves is the new class that they're, well, they're trying the to tell The fun goth us. kids at, uh, at Garen Mach. <laughs> the fun goth kids at Garen Mach. And if you're a Fire Emblem right. fan, you don't want to miss it. Because we break it down for more than an hour and we get into spoilers and uh, I get creepy. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, and if if you're interested at all, 
um when i when i edit this show i'm actually going to be throwing in like a quick maybe five ten minute sample of that episode um at the back end of this show so um yeah if you're interested at all stick around to the end of the show and you will get a quick sample of what we do on those those particular podcasts because we do much bigger deep dives so we just wanted to give uh, people kind of a glimpse and let them know what we do on those shows because they're vastly different but they're just as exciting and fun as Chompcast. so stick around towards the end of the show if Mm -hmm. you want to hear that Chomping After Dark. It's uh, one of our special patron tiers, our $10 tier. I'm actually recording a podcast with my wife as well, either today or tomorrow, to get up for this month. Uh, that's going to be very intimate and cool. So, And by and I don't mean intimate as in you, <laughs> you're just going to be recording it's the sounds of It's all ASMR. <laughs> it's just us humping. Yeah, you just hear the sounds of... At one time, Rich, true story, apparently I left my microphone on whenever my wife were going <laughs> at it. and Yes, heard, you did. Um, yep. I yep. Yeah, so yeah. Josh had I'm thankfully really sorry that happened, Josh had thankfully Josh Why? had thankfully not been there for that. Fish and I and Morgan we were playing some Fortnite um back in the cursed days of twenty eighteen. And Morgan had disappeared all of a sudden. Like him and his wife were kind of like bickering a little bit, not like yelling at each other, just you know, a little bit of bickering happens just in relationships. Role playing. Yeah, exactly. Um front role playing. And so you know, uh, Fish and I are kind of running around, and then like we realize Morgan's not moving, so we're kind of waiting for him to move, like go go around, and then Morgan just drops out, and we're like, okay, well, Fish and I, Fish and I will just keep playing, and then we're running around getting into gunfights, and all of a sudden we hear, ah, uh, ah, uh, just interspersed, and we're like, is Morgan fucking his wife right now? And like we're just sitting there, and like, like we have no choice but we have to sit there and listen because we're communicating with each other in the game. And Morgan, we we're like yelling, "Morgan, Morgan, come mute your fucking mic!" And like, obviously, he's not going to hear us. You couldn't. And, uh, uh, so we have to sit there and listen to him, him uh, twitch on his wife. Muted and they only, removed. They only had to deal with it for about forty-five seconds. Um, That's being generous, then, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. He's a generous uh, lover, Rich. I, I, yeah, I'm generous. I get it over with quickly, so that there's no more pain is inflicted. It's a shame um, what you put her through. It really is. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, baby. The emotional trauma that she suffered that day. So that'll be fun. It's a really cool extra tier. You can support us. You get access to our $5 <laughs> tier, which is a secret Instagram page. Uh, we have a Discord that even our $1 patrons get into. It's a community for Chompers. Chomp Nation's growing. It's an incredible community. So um, patreon.com slash swordchomp. Uh, all right, so the polls to wrap this show. These are fun. They go up every Monday night, and you can vote on these topics. Uh, check it out. Don't forget to go to the at swordchomp Instagram every Monday night. Because that's when these polls are going to be popping. Um, and this week, kept the theme going of Valentine's Day. First up, who is the best daddy? Kratos or Joel? And I am extra. I mean, in a sexual context, whatever. I get. I man, I got the most fucked up comment this man. Okay, good. Yeah, Shay, you don't want to hear this. Um, somebody left me the fuck. Someone said that Kratos is the best daddy because he didn't let his child die. I thought that was pretty fucked he up. He did let his child die, though. 
And has he, anyone played not, the first God of War? Not, oh, not just fuck, let him. That's not just let her true. die. He killed her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he just keeps pumping out kids. Yeah, I see. Hmm. You're, you're, he's on what number three? That's literally like our introduction to the character. <laughs> oh, that's that's. If anything, mm-hmm. yeah, Kratos is the worst daddy. Um, redeem he a dad. He was part of Redeem a Daddy, a program I'm working on to redeem fathers who have killed their children. <laughs> redeem a daddy. Oh man, I I personally was upset by this. At 46 percent, Joel did lose to Kratos, but you know maybe it was a sexual thing. People wanted the pale bearded daddy. So pale bearded daddy is my ska band. Um, and yeah, you're right, Kratos. Kratos did fail his family in the first God of War, so he cannot be the best daddy. That's How his whole you? thing. That's, That's his, his entire whole thing. thing. He's a failure as a daddy. <laughs> He's the worst possible daddy. He killed them himself. That's when the soundbite comes in. It's like, fail, daddy. I always thought that was a really dumb way. Like, the way they explained it was that he was so blinded by his... his um... By Ares. Well, like, he just ran into a room and just started killing people and was like, oops, my my well, family no, was, was in there. supposed to I be, like, Ares notice. interfering with him, and thus they like, Ares! That's why he goes off to kill all the gods. Yeah, but but they don't really, they just sort of imply that he just went crazy. And, to me, uh, it, well, yeah, no, but it was because of Ares was always the implication. But how? Like, what did Ares do? He's magic. He's a fucking god. That's your answer? He's magic? Yeah. No, no, what did Ares do well, to make no, no. Kratos kill his family? You're you're mad about someone hand-waving its magic in a, it's a Greek tragedy. It's literally a god. Like, what more explanation do you have? He, It was an illusion. He controlled his mind. Like, that's the implication to me. I just... Well, there you go. So you just explained it a lot better than... You tried to get out of explaining it, but that was much better, Rich. Thank I didn't you. think it was no, there explaining. Was, there was no other explanation. Just <laughs> no, no, no. So you're saying that he sort of like created the illusion that his, they weren't there, and then after they killed them, oh shit. Like, yeah, he, after he had snapped out of it, it was revealed that the people he was slaughtering, like, I always thought it, the implication was they were Persian soldiers, is what he thought. And then he yes. snaps out of it and sees he had just slaughtered his village. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, see, I think that's kind of a cheap... I really don't like the the story of God of War at all. Well, I really don't, just don't like, like it. Actually, <laughs> Josh makes a good point. At this point, you're just sort of critiquing Greek tragedies. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, just... The more I think about it, it's just stupid to me. There's so many inter- intelligent ways you could frame something like that. Well, to me. go tell that to Socrates. <laughs> I, I, I will. Um. Anyways, Kratos did one. He's the best daddy. Big buff, pale white guy. With a giant beard. Probably a very small penis, so eat that. Uh, let's see. Would you be disappointed to find your partner watches porn? I'd be confused to find that they don't. I, that, you know what? This was a very uh, this is a very hopeful poll for me because 93% of our audience said no. They would not be um, disappointed. Which means that most people have come to the rational realization that everyone watches porn. Which is uh, good. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I I would be, like Rich said, I would be very, very confused if um, I was dating someone who, like, not just necessarily doesn't watch porn, but, like, doesn't pleasure themselves whatsoever. Ever. Like, clutches I, their pearls at the prospect of it. Right. Uh, 
Excuse me? Yeah, well, Master B. two people have sex? On film? Well, what yeah, am I going to do? Get up and close the blinds? Right, exactly. Uh, I will say I mean, it can go... <laughs> it can definitely... Knock on their door and close their blinds. <laughs> could like, guys. Or, could you guys or be a little Or just open louder? the door and be like, here, let me help you guys out. You know? Don't, don't interrupt the flow, Josh. Just do mm. it for them. Don't ask. I'm trying to get some work done. You're very distracting. <laughs> Try to mow my yard and I can't help but watch your ass cheeks (laughs) clap together. Lovely bay window, by the way. (laughs) Uh, You know, I could have taken that joke a very different direction. I'm trying to mow my yard and you guys are fucking on it. Can you please pick your bodies up and go back into your own yard? There's a there's a million different directions you could you could take a story that opens with mow my yard. (laughs) That's true. I will say that as someone who's been in a relationship with people that uh, watch porn obsessively, it is a little bit, uh, hmm, what's the word? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not demoralizing, um, intimidating. <laughs> I've been in relationships with people that watch porn constantly and outwardly, and you're just like, oh my god! It's like I know everyone watches porn, but come on now. <laughs> well, it's like anything else. I, think- I mean, there's limits. You can be addicted to anything. I think that the porn is the least of the insecurities. I mean, you just said i bet kratos has a small dick so i think that those insecurities are flashing in more places in your life than you're caring to admit morgan this is an intervention mm. i mean who would be secure with a small penis I mean, what, what is that supposed to mean plenty um, of people i just like the idea that kratos is this gigantic man with a very tiny penis I'm just you like the idea <laughs> I do. I like. I like. Would you call it a fetish? (laughs) If there are any psychologists who listen to the Chomp Cast who want to message us uh, or email us, please feel free to at sorechomp at gmail dot com to tell us how fucked up this segment is and uh, let us know what your thoughts are on Morgan's revelations. I'm just gonna have my therapist listen to this this week, and I'll come back next week and tell Morgan what she thinks. I think it's something anyone yeah. listening could relate to. Like, if, if they were a man and they looked over and they're like, oh, my wife's watching uh, these giant penises go into these people over and over again. Uh, or maybe it's a woman who feels like, oh, these are not fair representations of, you know, what women look like. There's a lot of different, like, ways we can feel insecure about those sorts of things, I think. But you wouldn't really think about it because normally if your partner's watching it, they're doing it uh, secretively or – um you could say respectfully. I don't know, secretively is the right word. Privately? Pri- well, yes. Pri- privately is a nicer way of saying the same thing. Yes. <laughs> I don't know that no. it is. Secret Those... implies that, like, no one can find out about it. Well, I mean, you you want to go? <laughs> I, I mean, hey, there's probably relationships out there that the people watch porn together I, and they're very healthy. I privately is... use the restroom. It's not a secret. <laughs> yes, th- thank you, Josh. Like, <laughs> nobody what were you doing knows. In there, Josh, I was taking a <laughs> shit. I didn't want you to find out. It was a secret. I didn't mm-hmm. want you to know what's coming out of my colon. Mm-hmm. Goddamn! I'm your, I'm your little secret know. squirrel. It's 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 right in the gray area there. It's right in the gray. No, you're not going to come out of that. Not a like, I've been, you're not. It's a very like... brown and white issue. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Like that's the difference, though, Morgan. Like it's like, oh, what we like, I'm privately. Yes, I do this in private. I'm not keeping it a secret. Like I'm not trying to hide it actively from anyone. Well, I mean, if 
I kind of. I think people who, but you're not going to go out of your way. You're going to come out of the bathroom like, hey, what, babe? I just whacked off to some porn. Yeah. I also don't announce that I just took a dump when I walk out of the bathroom. Yeah, but, but that's secret. different because that's there's only two. Okay, look at this. You only go to the bathroom for a couple things. It's not different the bathroom at all. Just because you don't announce something doesn't mean that you're trying to be secretive about it. That doesn't make any sense at all. Like, if I'm at a restaurant, I'm not going to be like, I just ordered the chicken basket. It's not like I'm trying to be secret that I ordered <laughs> a chicken awesome. basket. It's, not, awesome it's just I'm not are. announcing it. Mm-hmm. It'd be amazing if you did do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to drink a glass of water at this restaurant. Yeah, you get to check. Yeah. I'm about to drink my eighth beer of the day. Mm-hmm. I, right. I would say you, you it's go more to pay. Like, I'm not tipping this person. <laughs> it's because their like breath smell of, uh... like fucking dirty diapers. Ugh. <laughs> this is really killing me here. This whole uh, conversation like is re- befuddling right now. It's it's more like what I'm just trying to say. It's more like respectful secretiveness, just for their politeness to your partner. You know, you don't want to. You you don't. They don't need to know what you're doing, but they kind of know that at some point in your life you do it. Like like. Like for example, Rich, you might know that your wife in the future is <laughs> is doing that, but you don't really need to know when it's happening. You know what I mean? It's it's like, but that's not the same thing as keeping it a secret. Like, well, I, no, that would be like if she asked you, and you're like, no, I wasn't masturbating. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't think the word secret is. I, warranted I said secretive. Unless you're. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. Grammarly, no overlap between those two words. Jesus fucking what's this Christ, 30, What's dude. the $30 thing that you keep bringing up? What is this? Somebody ah. suggested that we get... Uh, actually, Zizu suggested at a $30 Patreon tier, we would buy you the fucking lifetime membership of Grammarly so you could actually learn <laughs> the fucking English language. Because you fucking desperately need it after this conversation. Holy shit. Inclined to conceal Secret. feelings and Secretive. intentions or not totally to disclose information. <laughs> I think it works. Secretive. If you think secretive works, please... Oh, no, me. it's but gonna be a poll. Go to I'm gonna. It's the next poll. You guys are. <laughs> no, I just put up as a poll, and you guys will tell me I phrased it wrong. And blah, 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 blah. I know this goes. Um, all right, let's see here. Oh, I did this for you, Rich. I figured you'd appreciate it. Uh, I did let people know about that um, inside collector's edition where that company made that very fleshy sex. So that company made sex toys. Made the Real inside. Doll. Real yeah. doll made it. And it's just that inside. If you haven't played the game inside, it's that big blobby thing with all the hands and legs, arms and stuff. We're full of it. spoilers today. <laughs> yes, yes. We are. Yeah, these are old. At some point, there has to be. You know, who cares? Come on. If you want to play inside? You're going to play. There's that doesn't a, really. There's also so everybody knows in that uh, real doll thing. I've seen images. There's a big hole in the bottom for the stand or for whatever else. I'm not judging you. <laughs> Is there really a hole in the yeah, bottom for the stand? Oh. Yeah, that would be weird. That's like those people with foot fetishes that buy those, like, um, chopped off uh, feet things that you can fuck. Like, those are weird. Like, I mean, I got a foot fetish, is and I'm not going to fuck a foot. Oh, it's, a, it's very much a thing. Is I'll it like those can... shoes that are shaped like feet that people buy? Uh, Rich, actually, so there there are... Uh, Sports there's sandals? A, there's a porn shop, or sorry, a sex shop about a block away from my apartment. It's called Sexy World. A sexual haberdashery. Yes. <laughs> yes. And um, I, I've i definitely been in there, and they have body parts. Uh, like, gel- not gelatinous. Like, they're, like, 
uh, gel gel uh, constructed. I don't yeah. know the correct terminology. Like that sort of it, like yeah, real dollish latex. Yes. Yes, and basically you can fuck torsos, you can fuck arms, you can fuck legs, you can fuck heads. Really it's, slamming it's into thing. that serial killer fetish. Yeah. Yeah, I just sent you a picture, Rich. There you go. That's, oh, I don't like that. Yeah, I just don't think that breeds healthy anything. Do you think anyone's <laughs> ever walked into one of those shops and bought those, but like for Halloween decorations? I mean... <laughs> Yes. Yes is the answer to that. <laughs> it's a real thought I had. Or at least that's a good excuse next time. Yeah, you're in no, there, I can't my yard's gonna look so good. <laughs> Make sure you buy it around uh October twenty fifth. Yeah, two of the torsos. Um all right, so the last two real quickly here, uh it was Dude Raider versus Tomb Raider, of course Tomb Raider won. Um, I don't know where, where I was going with that. Oh, there's a lot of Uncharted talk today. Um, but yeah, I don't, there's not really anything interesting contextually. Have you ever brought food into the bedroom sexually? 65% of audience said no. That's gross. They've never brought food into the bedroom. Just to eat in my bed. You vanilla motherfuckers. If you okay. have never brought food into the bedroom, you are a vanilla motherfucker. Period. Vanilla is actually one of the best things to bring into the bedroom. <laughs> I just I, I think I, it's more of a, a neat freak just, thing for me. Yeah, I me too. Yeah. Have yeah. you never have you never taken chocolate syrup and used that ever? Oh, I've done no. a whipped cream scenario. Does that count? Yes. Oh, okay. I guess that counts. It doesn't count if it's just you in the bedroom, Rich. Well, you know, <laughs> the way, you're you licking it off your hand. You didn't specify. <laughs> It's <laughs> true. I should have really put that My there had to be a partner. Out, so I think it counts. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that on a shirt? That's My like, dick uh, was out, so I think it counts. <laughs> I imagine like somebody out there has used that as like incentive. Like if you can make yourself last five minutes, you can lick a little bit of whipped cream off of your hand, and then like you keep doing that as incentive to train yourself to last longer. Just like it's oh. kind of like the. Uh, the whole homework model, or not the homework model, where you like, like run on the treadmill and you have the little you know, carrot dangling in front of you. <laughs> it's the sexual, you know, it's the sexual carrot dangling in front okay, of you. Okay, hold think. on. No, no. Okay, so here's what I was immediately thinking. I go, I think it's like, it's like Pavlov's dog, but like, it's like you lick some whipped cream and then you jerk off. And then eventually when you lick the whipped cream, you'll just ejaculate. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Rich, I was following you until the very end there, and then you really just shot off like a rock. I just had that thought, and I know that's not how the human body works, but I just thought it was a funny idea. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I I love the experimentation idea, but um, like Rich was saying, I just I think I don't like to get sticky or anything in the bedroom. It's like a neat freak, clean freak thing. I don't like it. More things are covered in like a rubber, a rubber, a rubber cover, like a slip cover, like an old Italian grandmother's house. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. That's like some weird, some weird Italian lady's house with plastic on the furniture. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's what. Well, I mean, like that's so weird though. Like you just you like obviously I'm not saying like go get a fucking sub from Subway and eat each ingredient off someone in like a fucking 
buffet line but also i mean like you can use like chocolate or whipped cream or shit like that and then when you're done fucking you mosey onto the shower hose off together wash each other yeah also... another romantic setting right there and you're good to go I also want to be clear. My statement in this was never like, no, how revolting. It was just like, no, I haven't. Like, yeah. not like a, well, does, I am adamantly does, against this. <laughs> does it count if you're sucking milk out of your wife's tits? Because when your wife is pregnant, and you that's get a all lot the time we have today. That's not gross. Yep. Don't make that face. That is not gross. Come on, you guys. I guess you guys don't have married wives. Josh knows what I'm talking about. Get that milk. Don't have milk married season. wives. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have they've never had pregnant Josh, wives your wife single hmm. is that what he's saying well it's a very specific thing if you've never been with someone who's pregnant you wouldn't know what it's like to like just go do some foreplay suck a boob and oh my god milk's coming out so, um has anybody chugged a beer while uh, during intercourse not in the middle of it what uh when i was when i was playing no, days gone yeah shotgun one it's like right i was playing days gone with yeah, one hand yeah. chugging a beer and Pounding some cheeks. <laughs> well, yeah, well, one time I wanted to get drunk while... I don't want to get into this. I wanted to get drunk while it was already inside. So, uh... What a weird, be- weird thing. <laughs> I don't like to get drunk beforehand because then I don't, I don't like to have sex. I don't like to get drunk beforehand. It like, kind of makes so me... So your goal was to get drunk during sex. Yes. He, yeah. he, wanted, he wanted to go soft before he came, is what he was ultimately going for. It... Me and my partner wanted to do this. It wasn't just me, obviously. Um, so we both had our, like, a tall boy in there, and we would just... <laughs> what a weird fucking conversation we to have. <laughs> we both you, want me, you want me to get drunk while I'm inside of you? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I mean, that's not really that weird of a thing to me, but, like, I think it was high, too. I can't remember. We both had a PBR. I think she was just to... looking for some way to, for her mind to escape the situation and figured she'd rope you into it, too. <laughs> You never have like a glass of wine on the table in between pumps. You reach over and get a little sip. Well, see, you know, when you say tall boy, I immediately imagine the worst. So it's like you got like a a guy. It's like a you're pounding reserve. a four, like a four loco. <laughs> My favorite game to play with steel reserves is can we drink this before it eats through the cup? Mm. You pour it in a cup and just be like, it's doing That's that gross. to my stomach lining. I've already revealed too much. Um, so please go to patreon.com/sorchon. Make me feel better about all of this. Pour a steel reserve into a cup, and you'll never want to drink it again. Hmm. It looks like it's really it's it's so acidic in nature. Ugh, I've never. I've yeah. I think I was yeah. But they're like a dollar. So what am I supposed to do? I don't know why your naming of a beverage to make people want to drink it would be steel reserve because that just doesn't. No, it was a reminder that the containers they put it in. No, we can't put this in wood. Through them. (laughs) Although on top of that, I'm going to get that. I think you mentioned uh, that because Isle of Iron. The trashiness of this story had to be accompanied by a trashy beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. That only makes sense. One of the trashiest beers I can think of, actually. So it's great that Morgan brought it up. I mean, you have Schlitz High Gravity. I mean, you could go mm. with that. How about a Keystone Light? <sighs> oh, Pumping God. her in the alleyway, and you're like, oh, let's let's pop open this Schlitz. It's like a dull the pain of would... any of this happening. Would... I'm going to start moving. If you're pumping or you're riding, grab a beer and chug it in the middle. Do you guys remember when Miller Lite used to have a key tab on the top of the cans? A key? No, I don't. There used to be, on Miller Lite cans, there used to be, like, an indentation of the tip of a car key. The tip of a car key so you could shotgun it. 
Fuck. That's weird. Hey, guess what, Rich? This is a great yes. time for you to tell us more stories as we wrap this up. We got an email from our patrons and friends, Jeffrey Yarto, to wrap up the show here. And Jeffrey said, before I can call Rich Daddy, our newest podcast member, um, we have rapid fire, okay? You have five seconds to answer all of these questions, okay? Each or five seconds? I don't think you can read all of them in five seconds. Each. Go. So if there's... So, yes, there's... You have five seconds per question, okay? You ready? I said I was ready. Yeah. Okay. I want to sell some enthusiasm here. Okay, this is good for people who are just getting to know Rich, one of our new podcast members. Number one, video game you hate the most. Croc 2. Fuck you. <laughs> Sausage patties or links? Links. St- Stroker for the Commodore 64, great game or great game? Great game. Red or white wine? Red. Favorite fake sexual position? The uh, the salty sea dog. Rank Morgan's high five skills on a one to ten basis. Negative three. Is Josh really Takashi sixty nine? I can neither confirm nor deny that. Karate You've never seen us in the same room. That's true. Karate or judo? Judo. Turok the dinosaur hunter. Is it time for it to be coming back? Yes, yes, it is. And Dino Crisis. What's, well, of course, Dino Crisis. No hesitation there. But there was hesitation. I saw hesitation in your voice before Turok. Because I, I felt you, like you saw the really hesitation in his voice. You saw it? <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. I too it's like seeing right sounds. Him. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite way to, to enjoy sounds is with vision. Yeah. yeah. It's next level stuff. Next level stuff. All right, well, I guess that's it. I can't go any longer or I'm going to get yelled at, so uh, it's been a fun show. Usually it's the other way around. Uh, you get yelled at because you can't joke? go any longer. Oh, <laughs> there you go. 45 seconds. Good way Shazam. to wrap it up. Uh, remember all of our extra podcasts and wonderful tears over at <laughs> patreon.com. God damn it. These are all true. This is all true. I can't be mad. It's all true. Um, so, you know. Go chug it and pump it, or ride it and chug it. Do it for me for Valentine's Day. Well, you won't hear this. Don't in time. do those things. Next, let's. Valentine's yeah, Day. no, we care about you. Some of us do. Uh, we love you all, Chomp Nation. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Next week we'll be back with probably way too many games to talk about for probably way too long. So thank you, Josh, for being here from Michigan, Rich from New York, Shay from Japan, and of course I am here from Montana. We will see you next week for an all new Chomp.
Welcome to the newest episode of Chomping After Dark. Today, we're going to talk about a fantastic game. But first, I want you to imagine for a moment that you were back in school. Yes, you, the listener. You've decided to matriculate, for you want all of the knowledge. All of it. And the skills that pay the bills. So you rock up to Garrick Mock with your book bag, your tunic, your weapon of choice, and a healthy, will-do-anyone attitude. You walk up and enter the massive metal gateway, the egress to the outside world. That's right. You're the big girl, or boy, on campus now. The market people see you strolling down the cobbled street and regard you with a glance, a few passing, and a few more intent on ascertaining who you are. You gawk at them, checking out the local talent with a fervent and insatiable lust. But you are running late to meet your noble house leader. You run to the side of the building, and you see a massive pond next to a dock. A few people are fishing, baiting their hooks, or talking with each other on the dock. You watch as a few fish spring out of the water and launch into the air on a ra- in a rainbow arc, droplets of water spraying in their wake before cascading back into the pond along with the fish. You continue to press on, but keep in the back of your mind that you will revisit this pond once you are settled into your routine. You follow the path and you see a greenhouse to your left. You see a woman with shoulder-length hair kept in a cute bob. She turns to face you, and you notice the gratuitous amount of cleavage that she is showing. You catch her eyes, and she smirks at you, knowing where your eyes have wandered. She winks at you, turns back around, and juts her hip out provocatively to accentuate her curves before walking deeper into the greenhouse and out of sight. You feel a bit of tingles and jingles in your loin area. I'll be back to talk to you, you think to yourself. You walk up a small staircase to your right, and you notice a bunch of dorms on the left of you. You keep walking in the grass and notice a bunch of items interspersed. Does everyone just lose everything, you wonder? You ignore them and walk just a bit further before you suddenly come upon a courtyard filled with people talking, training, or reading. A stone building is to your right with three entrances. You stare at them, figuring out which of the three is where you are meant to go. You spot the correct one as you watch your house leader enter. You follow them into the room. They turn to you sternly, a smile ever so slightly crack in the corner of their mouth. Welcome to House... Yes. This week's Tromping After Dark episode, we're going to finally, finally, finally be exploring Fire Emblem Three Houses. This is a game that we all loved, except Josh, who moderately enjoyed it. As per usual, if you are worried about spoilers, wait until you finish the game and then come back, as we will be spoiling this game. I repeat, we will be spoiling this game. So, let's get to some introductions. We have the one and only, the big softy himself, Mr. Rich Meister. I am here representing the Golden Deer. (laughs) You are indeed. Next, we have the general of the mountain time, Mr. 
Morgan Barnes. Happy to be here um, representing Team Metal Guard. Uh, Mrs. I would smuggle cocaine across the Mexican border for my waifu. Team Metal Guard, you got it. Okay. And last, we have the Space Cowboy himself, Mr. Josh Fowler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A man of many words. Many words. Most of them, hmm. <laughs> Some would say, But that that man is not I. So are you guys excited that we finally have time to discuss this game? Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> I, I liked it Thank more. you, and that's all for the time that we have for today. There's <laughs> all the spoilers you need. Rich, were you? That's there's right. no way you were a big softie, Amon, uh, Manuela, so. The hell did you just say to me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody's, you come nobody's in soft here, in this and school, that's what right? you say to me? They're all hard as hell. Hold on. No, no. Stop the yeah. show. What the fuck? This is it. This is, this is the horniest this out. school that's ever existed. This is this is the horniest Nintendo game, right, guys? This is the horniest um, Nintendo franchise? I don't know, man. Isn't Bayonetta technically a Nintendo franchise now? Hmm. I mean, hmm. maybe. But let's start with an easy softball question to get your brains thinking all things Fire Emblem. So just as a quick reminder for the fans... Which house did you go with and why? Morgan, you've already announced what you which house you chose, but I'm going to let you just reiterate. Which house did you choose and why? Well, it was Team Metal Guard, um, and it was a pretty easy decision What's for me. What's the name of your house? Uh, house Black Eagles. It's not important. It's all for Metal Guard, all right? Uh, we could be Team, you know, Stinky Mole Rats for all I care. All right, I, I will serve Metal Guard. Um, no, I was honestly doing my usual thing. I picked her because I was trying to be creepy, uh, and I thought she was a hot blonde chick. But um, I actually pretty early on in the game, I actually thought her plight as a character, her voice actress, I thought everything about her was really interesting, and I was happy with my choice. So it started creepy and then turned into something beautiful. And then just realized like my, you could it rationalize stayed, it. Just like my marriage. Yeah, it stayed creepy, <laughs> yes, but exactly. there were more elements to further it along. Well, I, that's fair. Have you seen my tea party? Um, yeah, exactly. Nothing creepy about that tea party. Oh, are you talking about the lemon party? Yeah, stop putting that link in our chat. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really getting sick of it. No, that's fair. I went with Black Eagles as well um, for the the latter reason you mentioned. Definitely not the former. But uh, Rich, what did you go with, and why? I joined up with Claude and the Golden Deer. Mm-hmm. Um, the only me, other acceptable choice. Yeah, no, agreed. The blue lines are fucking awful. Dimitri sucks. Um, I, I, I'll put it to you this way. like You get you get a pretty brief section early on where you kind of get to spend some time with each of the houses and like feel out their plight and stuff. To me, Black Eagles would have been my second choice, uh, especially seeing where the story goes now. I think if I were to replay it, Edelgard would be the one to do. Because uh, her story definitely has a lot of interesting points to it. But uh, I really liked the idea of the Golden Deer uh, being so kind of different. They're more of this mishmash house, whereas the Blue Lions are like this totalitarian, like... Black Eagles and the Blue Lions, both of their nations are like very high fantasy style kingdoms of rule. Whereas mm-hmm. uh, the Golden Deer are like this alliance of multiple nations... 
Um, Claude as a character is this kid who sort of had the idea that he is, uh, you know, a leader thrust upon him. Like he wasn't raised as a royal or anything like that. And I think they, they do a lot of cool stuff with his character as the game goes on. Yeah, yeah, and that's fair. And the thing is, like, because I haven't played the other two campaigns yet, and I'm pretty sure Morgan hasn't played through all three of them, Josh hasn't played through all three of them, that I hope talking about these campaigns is actually going to sell you guys on all three of them. Because they all, like, four technically four. Technically yeah. four. Yeah, the basement the three kids main are houses. Out. Right. Yeah. And I'm yeah, garbage pail black kids lions. House. You can a base. You can basically abandon your house halfway through at the time skip. You mean blue lions? No, the black eagles. Oh yeah, is, wouldn't that be presented at a point you could totally? Yeah, because at the time skip, and you can you can side with the church instead of Edelgard. Yeah, yeah, it's a little awkward. That actually so, happened. Sorry for accident. some. I thought I heard black lions. So Maybe I, I said confused. lions. I thought I said. Black Eagles. I may have said lions. That's I was, like, tape. I was like, you might have misspoken, but you meant Black Eagles. Yeah, the Black Eagles. Yeah, that's because that's that's the only one where you really get a, a choice to decide whether or not you want to stick with the church Whereas or 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 with your your, the Blue your Lions class leader. It, it's Dimitri it just turns into Solid Snake. It <laughs> now Black Lions actually sounds interesting. No, actually happening to me on accident the second time through. I was too engrossed in like trying to get certain characters, and I forgot to. You forgot to go do, talk to Edelgard. <laughs> I forgot to talk to Edelgard, and it's actually horrifying because I had put so much time into that playthrough. It was my mm -hmm. hard playthrough. It was a perfect run. I even had Edelgard pick me for the dance and everything, and I fucked it up. And there was only one option and that was to kill her or do nothing. So without jumping too far ahead, I'll just say that. I fucked it up, and then I was left with nobody. No house leader. I decided with the church. Everything was fucked, and it was sad, and I just stopped playing the game forever. Really? The, the actual yeah. thing.